G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, we do like to talk about what is happening in the modern state of Israel. And that's because the Jewish people have never stopped being what the Bible describes as God's chosen people. And there are Bible prophecies that continue to be fulfilled even today. So what does it mean to you and I as Christian believers here in Australia? How does it change the way we might think about the news headlines and what's happening in global politics? Well, a special guest today who specialises in some of these areas of biblical prophetic fulfilment in the modern state of Israel. His name is Shmulek Fried. He is a leader of Karen Hayasod one of four Israeli government agencies aimed at the fulfillment of the prophecies regarding bringing Jewish people back to the nation of Israel. A special welcome to you, Shmulek. Thank you very much. And as we say in Hebrew, Shalom. Shalom to you. And uh, let me just say, as we get the conversation underway, uh, you're working with a government agency in Israel. Uh, It's not a Christian agency, but you are, in fact, responsible for the friendships of the people of Israel, and one of those best friends of Israel are Christians around the world. Correct. Karen Ayasod is an organization that was established already in 1920. A group of people were gathered together in London. In 1920, just want to remind all of us, in 1920, the British Empire controlled the states of Israel. And these groups of people gathered together in London And they are sure that this is the time to act. God promised the land of Israel to the Jewish people. He promised to Abram, to Isaac, and Jacob. And they believe that this is the time to act and support the return of the Jewish people back to their promised homeland. And we are starting to collect funds in order to support the Jewish immigrants returning to Israel. At that time, the British limit our numbers. We can only bring certain numbers of people to Israel. You know, many people laugh on the Israeli that when you close one door, they come from the other door. You close the other door, they come from the windows. Then you close the windows, they come from the roof. That's, this is our nature. And we believe that Israel is the promised land. So even after we uh, brought the maximum numbers that the British allow us to bring to Israel, we started to, we continue to bring Jewish people in an illegal way. Sometimes we succeed and sometimes, unfortunately, we did not succeed. All of it was done by fundraising that Karen I so did among Jewish people around the world. All of this dream, unfortunately, was completely stopped. And in a way, it looked like, like uh, it will collapse when the Second World War began. And third of the Jewish population, which is six million, have been destroyed, determinate in the, in, the, in the Holocaust. But afterwards, and we all know as, that, as a believer that when God gives a promise, this is going to fulfill no matter what. 
And then afterwards, we are all witness to the biggest miracle that we saw in our own generation in 1948, the establishment of the states of Israel. Karen Ayesod formed again and become the official fundraising organization that will raise funds worldwide to bring the Jewish people back home. And in 1948, many Jewish around the world see, see it as a sign from God, the establishment of the states of Israel. This is the sign for them, like Abraham did in Genesis, to leave everything that you have and go back home. We don't need any other clear or miracle sign to understand that now is the time to go. The first one to go, it's 250,000 Jews, all our Holocaust survivors from Europe. At that time, you have to remember, in 1948, we, we didn't have any time to plan or to prepare everything, uh, prepare the country so people will come. We just did everything on the way. So in 1948, in 1948 two, not two, more than this, a couple of things happened at the same time. Number one is that I said the Jewish people see it as a miracle and 250,000 Jews are flooding from Europa, from Europe to Israel. All of them are Holocaust survivors. At the same time, at the same time, after the declaration in, of the States of Israel in 1948, the independent, uh, uh, the independent war began and the Arab attacked Israel. They refused to the declaration of the States of Israel and the existence of the States of Israel and opened a war. Now we don't have an army yet. We're not organized we just uh, form our country. We are receiving the immigrants who come, all our Holocaust survivors, in a very, very difficult uh, condition after what they have been through. And when you look on, on this, you know, uh, among them, it's my grandparents. They are Holocaust survivors from Hungary who lost everything that they have, their family, their property, their dignity. They lost everything. Now they come to Israel. They think that they come to the, to the milk and honey land and finally they can rest in peace. But no time. They have to join the army and fight in the independent war. One of the things that it's remind me, it's Ezekiel prophecy about the dry bone that will rise up from the grave and will become alive. And those people starting to fight to defend the states of Israel. So when you talk about the Ezekiel prophecy, dry bones coming together, and of course there are other prophecies, aren't there? Abraham and his descendants coming to the land of Canaan and an everlasting possession. Jerusalem, the eternal capital. These sorts of things, they're coming to the fore all the time, aren't they? These are in the news headlines, uh, even as we watch the news every day. It's Obviously fascinating for a lot of people listening to our conversation today to hear that the Israeli government is intensely interested in biblical prophecy. How widespread do you think that is throughout the government that they see that this is a miraculous thing that God is doing? Karen Ayesod is the official fundraising arm of the government of Israel. Our number one priority, it's Aliyah. Aliyah, it's a word in Hebrew, meaning that you are going the people who are returning to Israel, we call it Aliyah. Why do we use the word Aliyah and we don't use the word immigration? Because the people who are returning to Israel, Aliyah, it's the, the translation, 
in the in, to Hebrew, the translation is that they are going up in their spiritual way. They're going up to Jerusalem, and the government of Israel encourage Aliyah. No, no matter what a uh, political background the government have, Ali, Aliyah is our number one priority. Was since the establishment of the states of Israel, and still until today. There is a very clear reason why the Israel today become the largest Jewish population around the world. It was used to be just five years ago, North America, and today's Israel. The Aliyah have a major part in it. So you've got Americans doing Aliyah, going to Israel, but it's not just people of any particular skin color. And they're coming from all over the world, aren't they? Uh, people who are uh, in uh, Europe and Eastern Europe. And I imagine that there are even people from China. I have heard of people from Papua New Guinea uh, with very dark skins and people who've lived in the jungle. Uh, they've seen their heritage and they've been doing Aliyah, going to Israel. They're coming from everywhere around the world. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, like it says in the Bible, I will bring you from the four corners of the earth. This prophecy is being fulfilled. The Jewish people that are coming today to Israel, they come from everywhere, from countries that we know, America, Europe, South America, and they come also from Muslim countries. Sometimes these are things that's uh, on the radar. Sometimes it's things that are under the radar, but the Jewish people are returning home from the four corners of the earth. Well, our guest is Shmulek Fried. He is a leader in Karen Hayasod, one of four Israeli government agencies aimed at the fulfillment of the prophecies regarding bringing Jewish people back to Israel. We'll come back to this conversation in just a short while. We're taking a really wonderful opportunity here today to follow through with some understanding about what's happening with the fulfillment of Bible prophecy and the nation of Israel. A special guest with me in the studio, his name is Shmulek Fried. He is one of the leaders of the Karen Hayasod, one of four Israeli government agencies aimed at the fulfillment of the prophecies regarding bringing Jewish people back to Israel. Shmulek's role is as director of the Friends of Israel division. And when he's talking Friends of Israel, he's talking about Christians who are helping Jewish people from the most far-flung places around the world to do what is called Aliyah, and that is moving back to the nation of Israel. And that in itself, something of a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. When we talk about this this convergence on Israel, Shmulek, are there Australians who would see themselves as Jewish who would be invited back to Israel? Is that what you'd be calling for as well? Yeah. Today, every Jew around the world pray three times in a day. Next year, I will be in Jerusalem. This is in our prayer three times in a day. And every Jew today know that the states of Israel, this is his homeland. This is the the, the land that God gave him. And the door is open whenever he made a decision. No matter if he have money, if he doesn't have money, no matter what his age, no matter if he's running away or he just prepared himself for, for a long time and he's willing, this is the time to come. The state of Israel is open to Australia and to any Jew around the world to come back home at any time. Okay, now as we're talking about biblical prophecy being fulfilled in the modern state of Israel today, let me ask you about something that has been in the news headlines just recent times. 
Donald Trump, the US president, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, the eternal capital. He's recognizing something biblical in foundation when he says that. What does that mean to a Jewish person who's interested in the fulfillment of prophecy for the Jewish nation? Donald Trump recognition about Jerusalem being the capital of Jerusalem for us, this is a, a, a proof, proof live for biblical prophecy that is being fulfilled. This is for us, this is what it is. It's not a, a coincidence that is, it is happening. And uh, Jerusalem was the capital of the Jewish people for 4,000 years ago. And we are very happy that finally, finally, we have such a strong leader uh, like America that's recognizing, recognizing this fact, which is for us obvious and clear that uh, it's, this is our, our homeland. And what do we make of the things that are confronting Israel today? Let me throw another one of these to you. The idea of a push towards a two-state solution and biblical prophecies that would say that Jerusalem or that Israel would not be divided. How do you think those things might be working out these days in light of what we'd understand from Bible prophecy? Look, at the end of the day, we all understand if we look at this, and this is the only way I can understand that from a believer point of view, we all understand that one state, two state solution, it's all part of a spiritual things that God is doing for all of us. At the end of the day, Israel complete, the whole Israel, the whole Israel, this is the Jewish homeland. So I cannot tell you that we can agree to split our country or to give it to someone else. The Jewish people, after so many persecution and so much suffer and hate, we deserve, we deserve, or even if you don't look at this only from a biblical point of view, we deserve to have our own tiny piece of land to live quietly and peacefully. And we believe that this is our homeland. And this is the, the land that God gave the Jewish people. You know, there was time that people were speaking about maybe that we will be in Uganda. We believe that there is this is not a coincidence why we ended up in Israel at the end of the day. And we cannot give, give up on any piece of the land. That's what God gave us, and we don't have any other place to go. Let me ask you about this idea of friendship and Christians and Jews. Because in past times, and I know that it is often a great surprise to a lot of Jewish people, who recognize that Christians have been a part of the persecution of Jews, or at least they allowed themselves to be maneuvered that way to allow the persecution of Jews in times past. And these days we look back and say, well, we could not have been involved in uh, such atrocities or even uh, supporting anything that was against the Jewish nation. But here we are. Uh, recognizing that Christians are friends of Israel. How do you as a Jewish person see the Christian church and somehow or other how uh, there have been all sorts of things that have been in the past, but somehow or other those things need to be recognized and yet uh, today to bond that friendship with Christian believers? First of all, you know, I want to start by taking a quote from Isaiah 11, Eleven, twelve, and it says over there, he will raise a banner for the nation 
and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Meaning that the prophesies already said 3,000 years ago that the Gentile, the nation, will be part of the biblical prophecy. So for us, the involvement of the Christian population in fulfilling biblical prophecy, this is another prophecy that is being fulfilled. Yet, it's very, very difficult to forget the connection and the, and the, and the past, the past that we, we, we have. And this is something that will always, always stay there. But I think that, you know, you cannot keep your hate forever and ever because hate is not going to bring you anywhere at the end of the day. Hate brought us the anti-Semitism later on. So we need to look about how we can build friendship, how we can build family. And I feel today, as a Jew who live in Israel, that there is a big turnout in the Christian population who really wants to be friends with the Israeli uh, people who really believe that they have commitment, they have commitment, and they are being part of biblical prophecy. So I think that we need to build on it and not to look uh, for the hate or, or to develop uh, the, the 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 bad things that we have in the past. We actually need to look for what we can build in our own days and to work together to fulfill biblical prophecy. And in your friendship building, you're encouraging Christians in Australia to enter the narrative of the Bible by being involved in the nation of Israel. And the way you can do that today is to support initiatives that help people from right around the world do Aliyah and return to Israel. Let me draw attention to something you've got coming up later this year on the 30th of August for the first time you're going to be asking Christians in Australia to join and raise awareness of God's promise to the Jewish people in fulfilling biblical prophecy. And you're going to do that. You've set a goal. You want Australians to help by helping this process of Aliyah uh, for 70 people. How are you hoping that's going to all come about? This year that we have just started is a very, very, very special year for us in Israel. We are going to celebrate the 70th anniversary for the states of Israel, a special year. And we aim to go to our Jewish brothers and, and, and our Christian brothers all over the world. And we aim to run a campaign that will ask each and one of our country where we are working to raise funds and bring as a gift, that will be their gift, 70 people back home to Israel. This is our job. This is our commitment of Karen. I saw to bring the Jewish people back home. And we are now for the first time, for the first time trying to do, to run an event on August 30 for asking the Christian population to join into the story of the Bible and each and one of them get the opportunity to support a Jewish person that will fulfill his dream. He, this Jewish person right now live outside of Israel and he is waiting for us to come and bring him back home. And, this, and you from Australia, although far away from Israel, you can take part in it. You can hush the redemption to come faster than what we can even imagine by helping us to bring the Jewish people back home. It's really, really in our hands to do it.
We'll be talking about it some more in the lead up to August the 30th. But for people to make contact with you, uh, they would do that, uh, would they be on the uh, the Karen Hayasod website? I know we've got an email address here. Is that the best way for people to make contact today? Yes. Let me give you that email address. IsraelAustralia70 at gmail.com. IsraelAustralia70 at gmail.com. And if you miss that, uh, you can contact me here at Vision and I'll pass that back on to you. Shmulek Fried is our guest and he's in Australia making friends with Australian Christians. And we're talking about fulfilled Bible prophecy and the fulfillment of biblical prophecy that continues. He is one of the leaders of Karen Hayasod. It's one of four Israeli government agencies aimed at the fulfillment of the prophecies regarding bringing Jewish people back to Israel. He's, as I say, the director of the Friends of Israel division. I want to thank you, Shmulek, for uh, your insights today and all the best with as you're going around the world and talking to people, making friends. Well, thank you for being with us today and making friends with our listeners. Thank you. It's my privilege and my honor to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.